What's the deal? It's Mr. Fresh to Death, Pretty Boy Smooth, and you are now listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're only a little under seven miles away from where I live. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a preview of AIW's Wasted Youth. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose to desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a preview for AIW's Wasted Youth in Kent, Ohio. And uh, you know what? There there was a little bit of a backlash from uh, last week's episode. So uh, I've decided to have someone come on and like plead their case. Uh, this person was not voted for debut of the year, and they are very angry about it. So uh, Dustin Alberti, plead your case. Look, it's not even so much debut of the year. It was maybe the best debut of the year. I've had more matches than all these kids, technically. Since I've called more matches than all these kids have had matches, I am at least, I could at least have been the commentary debut of the year, but apparently you can't even get an award for that. I'm just saying that I think that some votes need to be retabulated, a little bit of recalculations. There are a couple hanging chads from what I understand. No, no, uh, the chad hasn't been around in a long time. Hanging chads, hanging the chads. I feel like I won. I feel like, uh, <laughs> one, I am way better than Swamp Man. Uh, sure. I'm way better than Alec Price, maybe. Um, I'm way better than Shaw Mason. I am way better than Austin. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit better than Austin James. In the same way, I'm a little bit better than Austin James. And all the rest of our class could even make the list. So if I'm, if I'm going to get lumped in with that class, which I honestly feel like I'm above that class, regardless, if anything, I should have been the person who was debut of the year, but if hits and butts were candy and nuts, I guess. I mean, technically you have the whole calling all skeletons card that could have been nominated for which debut of the year was also made better by my commentary. <laughs> so if it wasn't for me, half those people wouldn't even have a character. I made up all of the characters. <laughs> did you have a different character? That I day? No, I did not. Okay. I will say this little known fact. I came up with the gabagool and gave it to Dominic Garini. That was a, that was a Dustin creation. That, that was the night that you thought I was a, a meme. Yeah, you were a meme. 
You're the dancing, the dancing Halloween meme, the, the, the dancing skeleton Halloween meme. It, it was a pumpkin mask. It was the the, the, the dancing pumpkin. That's right. <laughs> the, the guy in the graveyard dancing his pumpkin. That's what I meant. I was mixing it up with the the dancing skeletons for the other the other Halloween meme. Too many Halloween memes. The, a skeleton was a different Halloween three mask that I was not wearing. I don't even know what Halloween three is. That's the one without Mike Myers. I know what it is. Who am I kidding? Seen it all. <laughs> well, not even that. Freaking Thorn wears the this shit all the time. Yes, I know. I and I act like I don't watch horror movies. I watch all. So uh, yeah, yeah, Dustin, welcome back to Wrestling Cheers. Yeah, here I am making my transfer. I mean, if there was a return of the year at the end of the year this year. I might be able to win it, but who knows? There will be no no award show at the end of the year because this show is dying. Yep. Without me, this show has died. It has finally died without me, and I can just <laughs> back to stamp my stamp my my ground and let people know I'm here to maybe save the show, but the show will probably still die. It might be a little too little too late. Maybe I can bring uh, Pat Lucy back on too. I don't think anybody wants that. I mean, do you he want was at the Halloween show? Wasn't he? I can't remember. I think he showed up to the Halloween show. Um, I mean, I, I could get Peyton Vince back on too. Ah, Peyton Vince is starting back up a sports podcast. I very exciting. I, I just seen that. Seen an Instagram post like, Oh, check out our new episode. I was like, it, when, when did you guys come back? And it turns out, yeah, it was just came back. Yeah. Just came back. Just came back this week. Listen to We Love Sports podcast with Peyton Vince. Is he still he on there? The support. What is he still on there? Yeah, he still does it. That's he. He was hitting me up and talking to me about it the other day. Just another place you might be able to hear me soon. These sweet, sweet vocals that I lay down for everybody. Some say it's like water. It's like water. We should have a few tur- turners. You know, hall. you know. We should have a few more uh, Turner's Hall references that just go over everybody's head. If you want to hear some great Turner's Hall content, you should subscribe to the AIW Patreon and listen to myself and Derek Dillinger talk about the good old days of AIW back before all of you fans came and ruined everything. Seriously, how many people you think subscribe to the AIW Patreon and was around during Turner's Hall? Uh, I don't know the numbers, honestly. It's a... I'm out. I I'm not I'm not privy to the app the AIW Patreon numbers. I would guess based on the Discord, if we were doing percentages, it's less than ten percent. Probably, would be my guess. Yeah, that was a but, that was a wild time, and even like calling out the chairs of how like they all weren't the same. And it's no. one thing if you have like a couple that are different, but when you have like literally the the lawn or uh, patio furniture, like those are yes. always towards the back too. Yes, it's uh, Turner's Hall is a was a special place. Uh, apparently, some people tried to buy it recently again, and like it's going to cost like over a million dollars to redo the entire building, and that building never was and never will be worth a million dollars worth of fixing up. So no. It'll probably just end up demolished and that'll just be a big open space for kids to have after school fights or something. I don't know what kids in that area do. <laughs> I will say adding to the uh the playground that was across the street. Yeah, that's exactly what they need to do. 
add to that playground for off the street. But that was, but that was the home of the the original AIW tailgate. It was another thing that I so graciously did for people, and nobody cared. Nobody cared about me. Hey, I I cared. I, I was I was there later, making my debut and not even getting nominated for debut of the year. That's sickening me. All the people sickening me. That was like the first time I remember seeing Ichiban. Yeah, Ichiban. I wonder what he's doing. Not taking pictures at wrestling shows anymore. No, I got canceled. I think everybody just gets canceled. You didn't get canceled. No, I didn't get canceled. Not yet. Let's <laughs> slow down. I ain't getting canceled. <laughs> Till we go back to Turner's Hall and uh, hear everything that you, you yelled at back then. I was very. Uh, I was fine for the most part. I may have said a couple crude things, but I never said anything cancelable. Cancelable. Now my friends can't control what my friends say. I didn't say anything cancelable. Just that just, I remember. Just say his name. Carry or take us. I don't. I'm not. I am not throwing people under the bus. I am letting those who may or may not be guilty. Uh, live in anonymity, and that's anonymity, right? I said that right. Anonymity. D- d- don't ask me because I stumble on that word too. I think it's an- anonymity. I think I said it right. I think that's the word. But I will say no names. <laughs> you may have said unnamed, but I will not say if that is or is not one of the people who said things. But that was years ago. Things were different. Yeah, I would used to yell things at my woman. Ah, uh, look. Your woman is a taken woman now. And I am a taken man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's what's really stopping it from happening. Is you're a taken man. Anyway, uh <laughs> AIW uh won't be at Turner's Hall this weekend. Nothing will be at Turner's Hall it this weekend. Not. It will not. Some ghosts might be at Turner's Hall this weekend, but you know. Uh AIW wasted youth. Yes. At the first outpost. time inside at the out the outpost in Kent. Oh yeah. Very excited. New new ish venue. If you were there for Wessapalooza, you know that it was uh we, we really are hoping to turn it into a another uh I don't want to say like B show spot because we don't really think of our shows as A shows and B shows, but it's going to be another like another place where you could see AIW action that you wouldn't necessarily see at like uh like a large show where you'll see a couple maybe a little bit more talent from outside of AIW you'll see a little more talent in like matches you wouldn't usually see them in uh, like that's like like Winchester shows have been things like that we're hoping to turn the outpost into something like that to kind of continue to build that Akron Canton area and to give some people a little bit more a little bit more ring time in front of the crowd to help make themselves better and give the crowds a great show. Starting oh, up company, man. <laughs> Starting up Akron Intense Wrestling. You know, it's it's looking that way. We've been run out of town, from what I've heard. <laughs> so I, I heard I heard it's not a you know uh, like ah, I gotta get the right word. It's conspiracy. It's not a coincidence. It's conspiracy. It's, it's not, not a, a coincidence. It's a yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, we've been kicked out of town. You know, kicked run out of, out of town. We'll never be back. Kicked out of Turner's Hall. We'll We'll just keep drawing 400 plus in Akron. No big deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had like 500 plus in Eastlake. No big deal. 
But yeah, Cleveland, we're just, it's so hard for us to run here, get kicked out. Nobody wants us to make a bunch of money for them. Hard. Yeah, Turner's Hall was like, hey, you know, you're doing great business here, but, you know, you can't come around anymore. And we're just going to, we're just going to shut down in spite of you. Yes. It's like cake bricks. The Odeon was like, hey, we're not doing any shows at all, but it's because we don't want you here. And we're like, sorry, we didn't mean to. <laughs> now here we are. Now here we are. I can't in the outpost looking at a, look like I said, looking at a new in venue, which creates a whole nother logistical nightmare for AIW. But we, as always, will figure it out. But on a hell of a show, which we're going to talk about. We got a, we have a really good, I think this is going to be a low key, like it's a great way to start the year off. It's going to, you're going to see some new faces, some newish faces, some new, some new matchups. I think the show is going to be a real good show. If like, it's going to be a real good start to the year, which is only going to get, I think it's going to be a good start to get the things, to get things rolling. If that makes sense to everybody. I'm actually curious to how the setup's going to be inside. I was just at the outpost back so in. Are we. <laughs> I was just at the outpost back in November for uh, a concert, a uh, Metallica cover band, and like I, at the end of the show, like I kind of like turned around. I was like, okay, how how is this going to work? Yeah, that's the peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, when we ran the outpost last time, uh, I was like the second person there. And for those who don't know, outside of just doing commentary for AIW, I also help out a lot with logistics, and I've been helping a ton with the new production that we've been doing. And we get there, and I look, and if you were at the outpost, you know, it's literally like, it's not a hill, it's multiple hills. Like, there's like almost no even ground where we are running the show at. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a logistical, like, that happens almost like when we did the uh, Russell Rager at first stop when we didn't have it in Lakewood. Like we went there the first time that like I went there the first time Thorne saw it and like it was me Thorne and a few other people. I don't remember who else was there. I think Bishop, maybe Derek. I don't know. And like when we saw it, it was just a big field with like overgrown grass, and we we're like, okay, this is going to be uh, where we do a show in like three weeks. And, you know, it got cleared up. And then every time you go to, like, these new venues, you might have an idea of how you want to set things up. But then you have to, like, go, all right, if we're going to set this up here, where are we going to put the entranceway? Mm -hmm. The entranceway has to be near the locker room. Where's the locker room at? Where's the... So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where things end up in that building. Because, like you said, it's not a very big space it's very winchester like in size and there the only difference is we can't use the stage for the ring because the stage is too low or too high yeah i was about to say that. I, I, th- I thought the stage was too high because like compared yeah, to too high compared to the winchester the it's a it's a it's a much bigger stage which granted it's not a huge stage but it, it's still yeah. like, like a a decent size and then i obviously don't know like some of the logistics of how like that stage works. Like if there's stuff that they can take down, they can move, but like, there's kind of a, a little barricade at the front. Yeah. And I, cause I was like, Oh, you know, this could be, you know, where, uh, the entrance is set up and like they, you know, you come out on the other side, yeah, like on the stage. Yeah. But, uh, there's like that barricade, like is a little bit higher than the stage. 
So it's like, uh, I say not even a little bit higher, but like en- enough higher. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's like, we, you couldn't do it like how we did when we did those return shows at the Odeon to kind of like create a smaller, more intimate space. We butted the ring up against the stage. So you just walk right from the stage into the ring uh, instead of doing the walkway like we had all those other shows. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's kind of create a smaller, more intimate space. So people had the space to kind of spread out, but like things weren't, you know, logistic stuff. You couldn't do that there. Like you said, there's the barricade, there's space. So it's, like I said, it's going to be a, going to be a very day of decision. It's going to be a hectic morning for the AW logistics and ring crew. So, and then the whole addition of adding, where we're going to put the cameras and, mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it. Let's talk about this show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to like, lastly say like, it's definitely not a, a very big venue. Uh, like even like, like ceiling wise, because like I've yeah. gone there twice to see ICP. And I mean, if you know anything about ICP with them, like throwing Fago normally, like that's supposed to go like pretty far. Yeah. Because yeah, it of, can't go anywhere. I mean, Oh no, it can go like so far, but like with the lighting and everything, like it only can go so far. Like you, you saying, it, it was probably like when you take a bouncy ball and you throw it in like a small room and it just bounces all over the place. Kind like of. It doesn't go. Like usually when they do those, those Fago rockets, like they throw them against the stage, they pop open and they just fly out. There's no place for them to fly out to unless they go straight. Well, you can all, I mean, it's not just Fago rockets. Like you can actually just like throw a Fago yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But like you, like I said, you can only go so far because of like the lighting in the roof. Like you, I don't think you could throw something, not even just Fago, but like throw like even a ball to like the ah. back of the back of the room while standing on that stage. Like if that stage wasn't there, we'll like see. yeah, you could. Oh, you're gonna yeah, you're, you're gonna try it? No, no. I was saying it's not like we could throw like a person. That's gonna be what's really interesting. See who can throw a person in that room, very low ceiling. But we'll figure it out like we always do. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get into this card. And we will start with this match. Ziggy Heim versus Kayla Cassidy. And uh, we kind of talked about this before we started recording. We are not very familiar with Kayla Cassidy. So this is a AW debut. And this is also a very rare singles match for Ziggy. Yes. So all I really know about Kayla Cassidy is she's pretty athletic and she's like highly recommended by a bunch of people. That's all I really know. Um, that's I've had a very hectic weekend. And I usually will use the weekend before a show to kind of like get to know some people who I don't know very well if they're on the show. Um, so I'll probably do that in the next couple of days. Today is Tuesday as we're speaking. But um, Ziggy, uh, this is like her chance like to show us like what you have as a singles competitor. Like it's it's like. I don't know how to, it's not like a prove yourself moment, but it's like, all right, let's see what you can do without Derek type moment. Yeah. And she will probably rise the occasion. You know, I guess I think she's, she's got a great attitude about everything. She's ready for it. She's been working hard to get better. And this is her, this is her moment to shine. I'm someone who always puts over uh, Jocelyn. And for her, rightfully so. And I'll, I'll say this about Ziggy, though. Like, she is one of the craziest women that have been in AIW in a while. Yeah. And I say that as a compliment. Uh, like, someone who can just flat out go nuts. 
he's uh, not scared to mix it up. So, like, you bring up Jocelyn, like, Jocelyn is scary and not afraid to mix it up in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both, they're both very similar in the fact that they're very small and scary, but they're small and scary for completely different reasons. Like, Ziggy, you're just kind of worried about whether she's going to, like, I don't want to say bite you. I was thinking bite too. But, <laughs> but you, you're not 100% sure where you're going to go from her. It's, sometimes it gets a little, she gets a little manic. And Jocelyn is just scary, and I would never say anything bad about her because if it ever got back to her, I fear for my life. Ziggy, someone who might bite you. Jocelyn is someone who might punch you straight in the face. I, she, it's not even might. She would punch you straight in the face. That's, I guess that's, Ziggy is, Ziggy is a little scarier because she's a little bit more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn is scary because it's very predictable that she will just beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a toss up. I like what you were saying, like about uh, kind of like a, a prove it moment, but it's just kind of like, yeah, like we, we've seen what you can do with Derek and, you know, being in his corner yeah. and, you know, she's someone who doesn't get a lot of one-on-one matches. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think she has anything to prove as far as like being an asset to the company. She is an asset to AIW. She's an asset wherever she goes, and she has titles in other companies. She is not a slouch by any stretch of the imagination. Like this is like her moment. Like this is it's not her first AIW singles match, but this is like the all right. You've been doing this stuff with Derek now so long. Like let's see, let's see what you can do here. Let's see, let's see if we can mix it up a little bit more. Uh, I think with her, now that we mention it, this might be her first women's match. I was going to, I was, I thought it was or first women's. women's no, this, she hasn't had many as yeah. a, as I pulled up, I know. but it's, it's, it's rare. It's so fucking yeah. rare. Her, but she had that, she had a banger with Mikey at Russell Rager. And that's the last time I think she had a singles match in AIW. Yeah. Just looking at her career in AIW match wise. Cause I, I obviously she debuted in 2020. She's not even listed. <laughs> she doesn't have any AIW listings for 2020 on cage match, but obviously I know that's when she debuted, but like she was more just like coming out with Derek f- for those. Yeah. But in 2021, she, her first women's match was episode seven of go for broke. And that was her fourth match overall and third singles. Her other singles matches were against Joshua Bishop, which was her first. Yeah. So, yeah. Only four against the champ. Right away. Got to respect it. Only 49 seconds, but uh, nonetheless, we got to respect it. And then that was uh, episode two. And then episode five, she beat Brian Carson. Oh, well, that makes sense. Everybody beats Brian Carson. So episode seven, she has her first women's match against Megan Myers. Okay. Doesn't have another singles match until the North Canton Main Street Festival show number three. So not even like a televised match. Yes. Yeah. And then her, her next singles match after Who's that. Who's that against? Oh, uh, Jocelyn. Is that Jocelyn? Yep. That's the, I think the only time we've seen them against each other. Possible. And then she doesn't have another singles match until she, she, no, because this is uh 2021. Oh, so we're not even in this year yet. Yeah, her her next singles match because you, you can't you can't forget Bill Alfonso. 
Oh yeah, she did a singles match against Bill Alfonso. And then 2021, or not 2021, 2022, which I didn't realize there was a repeat. Jocelyn Navarro versus or defeated Ziggy at the North Canton main event street festival. This time show number four. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the last singles match we saw with her was, uh, Russell Rager six versus Mikey. So this is a rare thing. We for Ziggy a being in a singles match and, but also a women's match. And this, everything we went over, this is her first women's match at a regular AIW show. And I say regular as in like go for broke obviously was a pandemic and it was just filmed yeah. not in front of a, an audience. And then no audience. And then you had the street festivals where there were people there, but like that wasn't a regular AIW uh, crowd. Yeah. yeah. So like, this is the first match like that for her. So that, that's kind of cool to see. And then what's crazy, like she's been around for so long, like nobody's going to think of it like that. Like, it's like, no, this is Ziggy. She's been around oh, yeah. for, she's a, she's a mainstay on the AW roster. Like, it's not like she's not a throwaway character in the circus. She is a big part of the circus. She is the manager of the intense champion. She is the weapon, the number one weapon of the intense champion, the weapon of sass destruction, as they call her. She's not a the weapon she's, of she's the, a member of the roster, regardless of how many matches she has had or has not had. The weapon of SAS destruction? Yeah, somebody called her that. I don't remember who it was. Is uh Sassy Sefi coming out of retirement and uh challenging her for that? I don't know. Does she is she retired? Doesn't count if you're retired. <laughs> there's there's multiple nature boys. I think I think she is retired. Like last, the last thing I heard from her, like or heard about her, like I know she has, I think she has a kid and lives in Canada with her husband. Yeah, you, you, you kids who watch AAW now didn't, you weren't around for Sassy Steffi. We're not around for Sassy Steffi. And the Midwest Militia, which granted the Midwest Militia really wasn't in AAW. Two out of three were. No. Well, all were at one point, but two out of three. Things change. Yeah. Things change. Yeah. That's going over a lot of people's heads. Anyway, yeah. uh, Ziggy versus uh, Kayla. I'm gonna go with Ziggy. Do you wanna do you wanna give your pick or what? What do you wanna do? Look, Justin Summers, I am an impartial commentator, and as an impartial commentator, I don't know if you just saw what happened to Bernie Kosar making <laughs> bets and making picks. I'm not losing my job over picking somebody on wrestling cheers. I'm not losing my job, Summers. Uh, well. Who will you be rooting for in this match? I'm not, not saying who's, who's going to win, but who I'll are you rooting be, for? I'll be rooting. I will be uh, impartial on commentary. Uh, we'll see how, how I'll say this. We'll see how Kayla Cassidy treats me throughout the day. And uh, you'll find out on commentary if she was being nice to me or being mean to me on commentary. Okay. I yeah. already have my relationship with Ziggy. We'll see how my relationship with Kayla Cassidy is. I'm going to, I'm going to go with something that is a reference to the AIW Patreon show that uh, you did, uh, the casting couch. Uh, yes. What about Ziggy annoys you? What about Ziggy annoys me? Yeah. Um, uh, that she doesn't bring her dog to all of the shows. Like, I understand why she doesn't, but, like, that dog is sweet. So it annoys me she doesn't bring her dog to the shows. That was a cool-ass moment. Yeah. Or cool-ass. Like, like, I say moment because, like, 
the dog was uh, by me and everything and uh, just like watching her like throughout the match. But nonetheless, like, yeah, that that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's what annoys me about Z that you bring your dog to every show. Remember that one time I brought my dog to the show? I do. Zool is a good dog. Zool sat, good dog. Zool sat out in the car for the rest of the show. Cause I, I showed, I showed up late. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for those who, who might want to get mad, it was like early fall weather. So it was like very comfortable in the, yeah. <laughs> in the car. I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't like you left your dog in some hot car. It was like nighttime. Your dog was sleeping when we got to the car anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, and I did, I did bring her into the show. Biggins gave me the thumbs up. Yeah. There's no, there's no, you can't be mad at Justin Summers for bringing his dog to the show. I won't allow it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. I wasn't, I wasn't nominated for debut of the year. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Lewis Linden versus Shaw Mason. I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to look past this match because they're just going to be like, oh, like Lewis Linden sucks and all this. But there's been something that's been said about Lewis Linden about, you know, he's one of those proven wrestlers, not necessarily someone who's like made a name for himself, but he's he's a good wrestler. He's a measuring stick, yes. which is, I think, what you're getting at. Like, that's always been, like, him and Flip Kendrick are both, like, as Thor will say, the measuring stick of AIW. Like, if you can't have a good match with Lewis Linden, what are we doing with you? And uh, I think we've already seen that Shaw Mason can have a good match. Shaw has grown so much in the short amount of time that he has been wrestling. He has a lot to learn still. He gets a little overzealous. Uh, and working with somebody like Linden is going to make him going to make him a better wrestler, but Lewis Linden has had a lot of an, a lot of an attitude change lately. I'm like, say lately, but I guess he's been around for like nine to five. He's been doing this thing now for almost two years. Yeah. So I guess it's not lately, but almost three, yeah, almost two years. Ah, pandemic. Um, so Lewis Linden is going to be a little bit more, he's going to be a little crafty and this is going to be the first time that Shaw Mace has been, like he's He's wrestled Filthy Tom, who is a veteran, but I don't think Filthy Tom is quite the crafty veteran that Lewis Linden is, what I'll say. Instead of calling Lewis Linden a straight-up cheater, I'll just say crafty veteran. I like it. I mean, that is a great way to describe Lewis Linden, but, you know, he's also, like we said, a very, very good wrestler. And it's it's something that people don't think about, but when you consider, like, some of the people he's gone up against in AIW, like dude might not have five star matches, but I don't know if I've ever watched a Lewis Linden match or a match that he's involved in. Where I'm like, Oh, that sucked. Yeah. It's, he doesn't have bad matches. Like mm-hmm. as much as people don't like him for whatever reason, or like, like if you can sit there and tell me that Lewis, a Lewis Linden match is bad and give me like a good reason why you think it's bad. I'll like listen to it. But like, Oh, his theme music is annoying. Oh, I don't like his character. Like, whatever. Like, watch the match and tell me that the match is bad. You can't. It's it's impossible. I think it's funny when people would complain about, you know, his old theme music. Like, oh, he, like, people only like him because that dangling thing. But, like, that wasn't something that he did. That was something that. Yeah, some, it was the natural thing that happened. It was, yeah, some of us fans, like, got into it. And, like, we all, like, love the dangling part. So yeah, he incorporated that to what he was doing because it got over. Yeah, and it was it was something that we genuinely liked. I mean, this goes back goes back to like Turner Hall, Turner's all days. 
Yeah, it's like I said, I feel like he just gets a bad rap because people don't like him for whatever reason. But I think this is this is a big match for Paul Mason. He's gonna learn a lot whether he wins or loses. This is a good spot for Lewis Linden to remind people that he is a good wrestler. He's not just a tag team guy. He is a legitimate threat. He's been in main events. He's been the intense champion. He's had shots at the absolute title. Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty good record in AIW. Like, there's no... This is this is the first time Shaw Mason is going up against an AIW guy that's not a student. Like, yeah, Filthy Tom is a guy, is an AIW guy, but like, he's not like an AIW... I don't want to say pillar, because I wouldn't necessarily say Lewison is a pillar to AIW, but he was one of those steadfast, like, soldiers of AIW. And this is the first time any of the students really are going to be, oh, I guess that's not true. I'm sure some of them ran into the buckets during the gauntlet. <laughs> or no, they weren't in the gauntlet. Students weren't debuted yet. Either way, I think that, I think that it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good match because it's a Lewis Linden match. And I think it's going to, it's going to make Shaw Mason work a way that he hasn't had to work yet. And it's going to be very interesting to see how he can adapt to a more, like, as technical as Lewis Linden is. He's also a little high flyer. He's a little, he can be a little bit of a brawler here and there. Like, it's a lot of, it's a lot to throw at Shaw Mason. We'll see how he reacts to it. Something that I don't know from looking at this uh, graphic, but will Jack Verville be there too? Because that would make the night a little bit harder too for Shaw Mason. As a human being who doesn't make those decisions, I can't tell you for sure if he will or will not be there. I will say that part of that being a crafty veteran thing is not letting somebody know that Jack Verville is there and the Jack Verville being there and then that coming around and possibly changing things a little bit. Yeah, because I would think... That's what a crafty veteran would do. Shaw would need to kind of watch his back. Yeah, and that's whether he's there or not, you never know when he'll show up. Just because he's not there when the ring's going up doesn't mean he's not going to be there after the bell rings. True. Uh, So for Lewis Linden, Shaw Mason, I got to go Shaw Mason. And since you... Again. I know, you're not going to... You can't really pick. You you can't pick, but I'm going to have some fun with this. I'm going to pick one person each match. Maybe, maybe both, or maybe, you know, if it's team, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we're going to go back to the, uh, what about Shaw Mason annoys you? What about, he's dumb as rocks. (laughs) That's what annoys me. He's just so dumb sometimes. So just say things and I go, Shaw, why did you, in what world do you think that is a normal thing for someone to say or do? Love the kid to death. He's a very, very nice kid. Dumb as rocks. Uh, Shout out and uh, congratulations to him. Uh, when uh, recently he yeah. proposed to his girlfriend, now fiance. Recently engaged. Shout out Jacob May, his fiance's brother. Know him well. Good guy. That's fun. Here's a fun story I'll give you about Shaw Mason. So Shaw Mason texts me one day. He goes, "Hey, uh, do you know Jake? Jake May? And I'm, I'm trying not to dox people, but I guess I already said Jake May. Yeah, you uh, did. Like, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, because." Shaw and I went to the same high school. I am about 10 years older than Shaw, but we all went to the same high school. And Shaw was like, oh, I'm dating his little sister. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah, I know Jake real well. So it was after, it was after one of the 
like after Shaw had had his match, probably during the show, uh, Shaw's there with his like little group, little like crew, and I love just making people like wonder what the hell just happened. So I'm like, oh hey, yeah, it's nice to meet you. I knew her name like right away, and she's like, uh huh. I was like, let Jake know. I said, hey, and she's like, looks at me. She goes, what did you say? I said, let me let let Jake know that I said hey, and like I just walked away, and like. I turned around and she was just flabbergasted. I had no idea what just happened. And like the, it was like in like the merch area at the Odeon. And like the whole merch table was like looking at me and I'm like, what? It's, it's her brother. I know her brother. And she's like, I don't even know you. I'm like, look, you just gotta, I know people and that's what all really matters. You don't gotta know me. Yeah. The, the funny thing is too, like with the, you obviously being part of AIW where it's like, you don't know me, but, the gun on one way or another. Yeah, it's, I, it's a. I'm just a. Like I, said, I love just making people like in that like. Wait, how does he know who my brother is? How does he know? Like that's a. It's a weird thing to like just say like tell your brother I said what's up when you've never met me before in your entire life. And like I wasn't like good enough friends with her brother that like her brother would have like talked about me at home very often. That you know of. Yeah, I mean, like I like I said, we were friends like. I would consider him a friend in high school and like we hung out outside of school a couple times, but like nothing crazy. We had a bunch of mutual friends who she probably knows really well, but like I'm like that, like outlier friend that probably wasn't talked about much. That that halfway reminds me of a story that I have where there's a, a family in my hometown uh, where I grew up. They literally, and I'm not kidding, probably have seven kids, if not more. And I mean, I'll say their last names because it's not like everybody's going to find them, but uh, they were the Durbacks and the Durbacks had a certain look. I mean, obviously like their family, they all kind of look alike. That's kind of what I'm saying. So I had like uh, one in my grade. There was one, the oldest was a three, about three years older than me. And then like every so many years, there's like another, another Durback. Well, I was living in Ravenna which is one town over from my hometown and I ordered a pizza and this person who I probably never officially met came to my door and I just looked at him and I'm like, you're a dirtbag, aren't you? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> but it was just that's being able to look at someone right. and go, Oh, you're a, you're a dirtbag. Yeah. Have you, have you, are you a Harry Potter person? I am not. I've, I mean, I've seen the movies once, but like, that's kind of where it, it ends. So I'm not, I'm not really a big Harry Potter person either, but that kind of reminds me of there's, uh, there's a fan made musical called Harry Potter musical, which I do love. Like, I don't care about Harry Potter that much, but that musical and then it's sequel of Harry Potter sequel are hilarious. And in one of the things, the woman, who, the girl who plays Draco Malfoy goes up to Ginny Weasley and goes, look at you, red hair, hand-me-down clothes, pale skin, look sickly. You must be a Weasley. And that just, what, reminds me of it. Yeah. Anyways, what's the next match, Justin Summers? Tyson Riggs versus Kaplan. What a sick segue that was. <laughs> it was. Good, good work, team. Good work, team. That's, sure. my, that's, my, that's my being a producer, my, my production and broadcasting skills coming in. Ironically, too, like, I already had, like, the graphic pulled up because, like, I just pull, throw them on my iPad and I, I swipe over and I'd already swiped. Like I was waiting for the next match. So yeah, it was perfect. But yeah, Tyson Riggs and Kaplan does 
does Tyson Riggs know what he's he's getting into? Uh, so I don't think Tyson Riggs ever knows what he's getting into. Uh, if you if you have listened to me on commentary, I know Summers is not because he doesn't care about people who help make his show. Um, because I don't have a fight plus subscription. He doesn't care about I, the people who I, help build the show into what it is today. I could that's say that's why he's killing it. I he could doesn't say, care about people. <laughs> But hold on. I could say I have heard you on. I could say I have heard you on commentary because I've been sitting at the last show. I was really close to commentary. That is true. You you have heard some of that commentary. But Tyson Riggs uh, is a black belt in bear shark martial arts. I don't know if you've ever looked up bear shark martial arts. There's not a lot of information on it. And also, when there's not a lot of information on something and you are a master of it and you are a black belt of it. And, like, outside of, like, buying a black belt, I don't know if you've actually earned that black belt. Uh, I've only seen a little bit of martial arts out of this guy. Some of it's very good. He is a legitimate grappling martial artist. I've I have seen him use that prowess in person. The rest of it, it might be a little fugues. Little fugues. Uh, Kaplan, on the other hand, not a martial artist, um, I wouldn't really even call him much of an artist, uh, but uh, what he likes to do is hurt people, and I don't think that Tyson Riggs, like Tyson Riggs' debut was against Dominic Greeny. Mm-hmm. Dominic Greeny likes to hurt people, but he also likes to take care of his kids, and Tyson Riggs is one of his kids. Um, Kaplan doesn't give a shit who you are. He just wants to hurt you and win and continue to win. Uh, I don't think Tyson Riggs is ready for that type of brutality, I guess would be a word for it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think he's ready for that. And if when it comes to Kaplan being an artist, I mean, if, you know, putting people in pain is an art, yeah, then he's an artist, but he is someone that simply puts like, just does not give a fuck. He will choke Tyson Riggs with his black belt. Yeah, he doesn't. He'll find any type of weapon. Any to Kaplan. So I've I've mentioned this on commentary. I've mentioned this in real life. Anybody who will listen to me about Kaplan, Kaplan legitimately feels like a rock. Like yeah, Kaplan is big. But like there's like big and like mushy, like fatty. Like you can like push somebody's like belly in and like Killsbury Doughboy their ass. You can't do that to Kaplan. Kaplan is legitimately just solid mass. He is a boulder of a human. He himself is a weapon. Like, when he throws those fists, because he throws those fists, those are little tiny, they're even tiny. Those are little rocks. Those are rocks coming directly to your head. Everything about Kaplan is solid. And uh, it's going to be a... It might be a short night for Tyson Riggs because of how quickly he's getting his ass beat, but it's going to be a long night for Tyson Riggs in the hospital after after Kaplan's done with him. But I'm not picking winners or losers. Just saying. <laughs> it's going to be a... Like, allegedly, that, that's what might happen. I don't know. Can't pick winners or losers. Can't, uh, can't be betting in Ohio now that Ohio gamb- gambling's legal in Ohio. Can't be letting Thorne fire me for it. I mean... So not like Thorne listens, but other people listen. Know. So if I'm picking somebody, I'm picking Kaplan. Uh, but we'll go with uh, Tyson Riggs of what about Tyson Riggs annoys you? Everything about Tyson Riggs annoys me. 
uh, his stupid hair, his dumb martial arts, his stupid face, uh, his uh, better-than-you attitude with his fake, I mean, who knows, maybe real black belt, who knows? Um, who knows? I, everything about him just annoys me. I, I mentioned what annoys me about I think I said the same exact thing about him on the Casting Couch podcast. That's one of the people that Derek asked me who what annoys me about them. Everything about Tyson Riggs annoys me. And, there, and there's only one AIW student in the history that you hate, but we won't get into him. Yeah, won't get into him. I, I will say, though, I kind of agree. I won't, I won't say hate, but I will say uh, I was never a huge fan of his. And uh, he, I don't know, he always felt kind of weird to me. And yeah. we'll, we'll just uh, leave it at that. Leave it at that. But what about Kaplan annoys you? Um, I'm not a, I don't think I can think of something that annoys you about Kaplan. Kaplan's one of my favorite people. Uh, that I don't get more of his jerky more often. That's what annoys me about Kaplan. Yeah, I really like Kaplan. There's not much that annoys me about Kaplan. I need to. Maybe the cigar smoke. I don't like cigars. I don't like any type of smoke in my face. But even then, I can stand away from him. And it's not like he's a douchebag who blows it in your face. That's true. I need. I need to get some jerky this week. It's really good. Oh, I've I've, really ha- I've had some. It's just it's been a little while, so I might have to pick up some more. Let's move on to the next one. Next up, we got Pretty Boy Smooth versus Sam Holloway. Oh, big boys. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, when I saw this get announced, I was like, ooh, number one, a return for Pretty Boy Smooth. I don't think we've seen him since Absolution. And I believe that is the last time we saw him. And to come back against Sam Holloway, is is this the first time that uh, Sam might be looking at someone face-to-face, like dead on in the ring? I think, I think PB is taller than Sam. Uh we talked about how the ceilings at the outposts are a little low. This is going to be one of those matches where we're really going to test the uh, height <laughs> yes. of this building. Um, yeah, it's the first time we've seen PB since Absolution. I do believe that's correct. Uh, Sam's been slowly figuring it out. Uh, Sam's another one of those kids who like has all the potential in the world. And like, sometimes I'm just like, man, you need to like, you need to fix this. You need to figure this out. And like, he is like, it's, he's getting a lot better. And, uh, he is one of the, like of the class that debuted, uh, I think him and Hendrix Hawkins both had about the same amount of time in the ring, but like all the other people who debuted with them had been training for two years, some a little more than two years. The pandemic kind of throws things off a little bit but they both are like, they both had a little less time to figure it out, but they were able to excel that quickly that they were able to debut with these guys. And I think that's something about Sam. I think it's really interesting to watch is where somebody like, like members only when they debuted, not that they were finished products, but they were a little more, I don't even want to say ready, but that's the only word I can think of right now. They're a little more ready than some of these guys who only trained for like a year. And I think this is going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be the first time in a long time we've watched somebody coming straight out of the school and grow right in front of our eyes and figure it out and 
start to really piece in together and we'll start to see like, oh man, like I think this match is going to be a really good, a really good, like let's see where he's at type thing because it's the first time he's going to be in there with somebody who's bigger than him, like taller than him and a lot more experienced than him. And it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm interested to see what happens in this match. He's going up against a former AIW Absolute Champion, too. Former Absolute Champion, former Tag Team Champion. I mean, PB Smooth has been around for a while now. He is much like, much like Lewis Linden, and he's kind, of a, he's kind of a measuring stick in AIW. Um, he's, he's one of those people that Thorne can rely on to come in and do things the right way and teach a little bit. Uh, it'll be the first time that Sam can be in there with another big guy and see how another big guy works in the ring. It's uh, it's it's going to be very, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what we learn coming out of this. I don't think, I don't think we're going to see Sam learn like in the match, but I think after this match, we're going to see a lot out of him where this match has kind of taught him a little bit. I I just thought thought of this question, but I'm going to give the answer first. And that's, I think Sam Holloway would have been Biggin's favorite student from this class. Um, I only say, um, I only say that because there are, I can't remember if I've said this on the show or not. There are two wrestlers. I remember Biggin's getting excited for that. They were about to debut. Uh, and I'm talking about people who are students. It was Dom yeah. and PB. Because I don't know how many I, ti- I don't know how many times I heard Biggins repeat the he's seven foot tall and you can't teach that. I think Biggins. So it's hard for me to really like put myself in this. I don't know. If Sam would have been his favorite because Sam Sam is very all business when uh-huh. it comes to the school. Like he doesn't really. I don't want to say he doesn't joke around. He doesn't have personality. Like he does, and he's gotten way more comfortable over time. Uh, I think somebody like Shaw would have been his favorite because, like, he can make fun of Shaw. Going mm-hmm. back to Shaw being dumb as a rock. Like, I think he would have had a soft spot for Shaw because Shaw, like, that's the type of person that he just likes to mess around with. And Shaw has a lot of personality. He's really outgoing. He talks a little bit faster than he thinks sometimes. And I think Bacon's would have thought that was really funny. Yeah. Or me. Or I would have been his favorite. I don't know. <laughs> he would have nominated you. Yes, he would have nominated me. Or he would have saw me the next day and said, you see, you didn't get on the wrestling Cheers debut of the year thing? Like, <laughs> of course I didn't, Biggins. Of course I saw that. I can rub, rub it in. <laughs> uh, if I'm picking someone here, uh, I love PB. I love Sam. Hmm. I'm going to go with Sam. Okay. What about Sam Holloway? Do you find annoying? Um, that he forgets that he's big sometimes. <laughs> what? Like... I always, like, look, I understand he's athletic, but, like, you're big, Sam Holloway. Like, be a big guy. Do big guy things. Like, be a big guy. I think he forgets, like, he's, he's too worried about being a big guy. He doesn't want to get pigeonholed as a big guy, but I'm like, you're a big guy, though. Be a big guy. And that annoys me. He knows that. I tell him that all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I he's, just He's another one of those, like, really nice kids, like, like, there's nothing I can say that's really like bad about him. He's very, he's very polite. He's very cordial. A lot of thank yous. A lot of your like a lot of like just being a nice kid. Um, so like I can't really say there's anything about him that like really annoys me. But like it annoys me that like I go, Sam, you're you're a big guy. You don't need to 
walk the ropes and do a flip to the outside. Like, yeah, it's cool, but like, you also can just beat the shit out of people. Like, be a big guy sometimes. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Austin James versus Cisco Silver. Uh, you you got uh, some things to say about Austin James. Austin James, in my opinion, and I know it's a everybody's entitled to their own opinion, is probably the most well-rounded student to come out of this class. And like, regardless of whether you like his music because it's country or not, whether you like his music because the intro's too long, like, there's... He's, he's talented. He has great fundamentals in the ring. You can see it every time he goes out there. He's won. He's a winner. And he like he's true to who he is. Like it's not like he's he's not trying to make his make himself somebody he's not. Like Austin James is a nine well, not nine to five, but like a hardworking warehouse guy who plays softball on the weekends and gets into fights after the softball games and like that's that's who he is. Like that character is who he is. He is a he is your typical beer league softball guy who's just out there trying to have a good time, enjoy himself with his friends. Like, it's a character, but, like, it's not a character. That's who he is. Like, that's that's how he came up with the character. Like, he is Austin James. Like, that's who he is. And I think I think he's been getting a real bad rep from some people, especially some people on this goddamn podcast. And I think, I think it needs to be known that I think that Austin James is the best talent to come out of this class. Now, Shaw's very charismatic. He's very easy to get behind. Sam's very large. He's very easy to get behind. But, like, I think that, I don't think, I know that Austin James kind of got shit on because, you know, him and his mom nominated him for debut of the year, but, like, he's had a very good debut. He's had good matches. Like, get past the fact that I just don't understand the softball guy. Like, just get past that and just watch him wrestle. He's a good wrestler. Do you know who I think would That's really... That's all I have to say. Do you know who I think would really like Austin James? Chandler Biggins? Peyton Vince. Peyton Vince would also really like Austin James. I, I should ask Peyton Vince if he likes Austin James, but he would like him. Probably played softball against him. <laughs> Probably. He'd, uh, it, it almost seems like if Peyton Vince was a, a wrestler, that's who he would be, is Austin James. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think for me, was talented or athletic at all. <laughs> I think for me, the I don't necessarily, I don't want to say I don't get the softball thing, but like it's not necessarily connecting with me right now. Um, yeah. But I think over time, much like I said about all the students, because I've seen it happen time after time, they're going to make changes. They're going to tweak some stuff here and there to a point of next year. It's not necessarily going to be hundred percent different, but they, they've going to have evolved. And I'm I'm waiting to see more evolution from Austin James. Yeah, it's it's a very much trust the process. If we ever steered people wrong before, sometimes you just you might not like something at first. Look at the things about that you do like and just go along for the ride because it's going to get better and it's going to be. There's everything has a reason. Yeah. What about uh, Cisco Silver? That's someone who also kind of gets a a bad rap among some fans. Yeah, and like again, what does his, what does his shoot job have to do with the fact that he's an amazing wrestler? Like, dude is talented. 
He's got charisma. He's had his matches with Shaw for great matches. Like, I mean, I, I nominated yourselves. I nominated the first one for match of the year. Yeah, it was really good. Like, Cisco Silver has been busting his ass for the last. Actually, I just talked to him about it over the summer. I think he's been wrestling now for like four or five years. Yeah, if I was if I was gonna guess, I was gonna say about five. So four or five sounds about I, right. I think it was four or five years. Mm-hmm. And like he's been busting his ass to get to where he is now. Like he finally has taken some steps in the right direction. He's getting opportunities in the IW. He's taking advantage of those. Like give the dude a chance. Like it's not like he's trying to make you like something besides his wrestling. Like all he cares about is the fact that he's going out there to have a good wrestling match. Like, get over it and enjoy it. Like, stop hating things for no reason. Just enjoy things. I agree with him. Two very divisive people. <laughs> I agree with the whole idea. Of, like, Cisco has really, you know, scratched and clawed, much like Jocelyn, to to get where he's at. Yeah, like the dudes worked hard to get here. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't discount that by any stretch of the imagination like just look at what he's done like he's like i said he's had great matches like he's he's going out there and giving his all like just enjoy that and what we've seen with him in aiw is different slightly different from other times he, we've seen him or yeah, like, like out, outside of aiw and i i like that because that's someone who went oh i i have to change things up if i'm coming to aiw i can't just be like normal yeah. cisco silver because no one would give a fuck. Yeah, he brought he brought some charisma. He brought some he brought some aggression with him. Like, like I said, he's he's really putting forth the effort, and I think that it's getting overshadowed because of who he is. Like, just enjoy the fact that he's a good wrestler, and then maybe get to know the guy. Like, it's this match is this match for as like weird as it could sound could end up being just like. I don't want to say match of the night and I don't want to say match of the year contender, but like it's going to be one of those matches where like that was a good match. Like that's what I feel like that's what people are gonna go with. They're like, that was a good match. Like and I think that if you just look at it as a wrestling match, that's how everyone will come away from it. But if you go, I don't know, that softball kid's music was real long and it ruined everything for me. Well, I'm sorry that like you're unable we cannot we cannot help you on that. I'm sorry that's not how that works. I think I threw it out there though, but was it you that complained about Magnum's long promo? Yeah. I thought it was you. But it wasn't necessarily a complaint. It's an actual acting thing and it's about economy of it's economy of movement, but it's also economy of words. Mm-hmm. And there's an actual thing where it's if you can't if you can't convey something to me in three minutes or less is kind of what I, I kind of look at it as. If you can't tell me a story in three minutes or less, why should I care? Like now you're just, it's like, if like, why are you going to give me a five minute promo for a match? That's going to be 10 minutes long. Like why is your promo half the amount of time in the match? Like your match be doing the telling the story. Your promo is just like an extra piece to the pie. Like the crux of everything is the match. Tell me the story in the match. Don't tell me the story in the five-minute promo that you're cutting. Cut a two to three-minute, one to three-minute promo. Let me know what you're what you're getting at. Let me know the like. Set the set the table and then serve me the food. Don't set the table. 
give me an appetizer, give me, tell me what, what I'm going to be eating. Just set the table and then give me the food. But I will say this, that wasn't the, a regular promo either. He was doing camera edits, drone shots. If I'm correct, if I'm remembering the same promo. So it was the eating, was the eating peanut butter promo? Oh, no, no, no. no, no. The, the eating peanut no, butter promo short. had no words. Yeah, that was short too. Yeah. But yeah, I just, and again, and I talked to Magnum about it. Like he basically agreed. He was like, no, you were right. Like if I can't get over my promo in two or three minutes, all the extra, he could have said in that five minute promo, he could have said the same thing in three minutes. Just get rid of all the, get rid of all the extra stuff. You don't need all the extra stuff. Sometimes the thing that I always said that I liked about Magnum, whether it, it be his regular promos where he's just, you know, talking into a camera or that one, which was supposed to be a little uh, extra extravagant that he was one of the first people that I would notice that tried to do different promos as in not like when the ones that are, are shot by the wrestler, I should say, where it's like, they're not just in their bathroom or, you know, the same kind of setting. Like he was like going out into the world, doing one in a field, doing one, uh, at a playground and like he would try to incorporate like where he's at into the promo. So it's not just like just random thing. I'm at, I'm somewhere different. And that's something that I'm noticing a little bit now with promos we're seeing in AIW to where they're not, they're not all this, Hey, I have this match this weekend, blah, 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 blah. Like where they're just in their house. Yeah, it's, again, I never said I didn't like his yeah. promos. Yeah. I just said they were long. And I think, like, like Derek's gotten really good at it. He'll put out a one- to two-minute promo that's not like a promo you've seen before, and he'll say, this is who I am, this is who I'm facing, this is why we're fighting, this is where we're fighting. And it's it's captivating the whole time, but if you were, if, if one of those Derek promos were five minutes long, it'd be too much. And that's, I mean, I know that this is asking me about things being long because people are saying that Austin James intro is long, but you know, some people have long intros too. And people don't complain. Just people are complaining just to complain about something, which the intro is now cut shorter. So anybody who's still complaining about it hasn't been paying attention. I, I did notice that it, it was shorter. Which I think it should just be longer. <laughs> That's just me. Trying to go through YouTube, see if I could find that promo, but I'm not I'm not seeing it right now. I don't know what I have to type in. I mean, like, some Magnum CK promos are coming up. Some from his channel, some from the AIW channel. Yeah, I remember it being black and white, and it looked like it was shot in, like, a ravine. Not like a ravine, but like a, uh, like a concrete like area like with a bunch of like ledges on it i don't know i thought the one i'm thinking of i thought he was on like a roof but i'm still yeah, not, I'm, on a roof i'm still not seeing the long promo because even if i just look at time like nothing like that showing up but i mean it, it, it could be deleted it could be just you know a different youtube algorithm where it's not showing up and i have i have typed in magnum ck aiw so i figure like that stuff would come up towards the oh there's well no We'll say there's a there's a promo in black and white, but that's for another place, not AIW. But anyway, something I'm gonna have to anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look uh, through later. Austin James versus Cisco Silver. If I'm picking somebody, I'm gonna pick Cisco. 
Uh, what what do you find knowing about Austin James? Oh, he's not one of those just good people. Um, Austin James. It's annoying that he. Oh, this one's tough. It's, it's hard to think of something that annoys me because he's very not annoying. He's just not an annoying person. It's kind of really think about things I like about him. Um, it's annoying that he hasn't found a a niche for himself yet. That's what I'll say. Okay. It annoys me that he hasn't really found his niche. Like he's trying. It'll happen for him, but it's it's like one of those like I can see it, but everybody else is like. I don't see it yet. And I'm just like, I, I can't wait for everyone to see it. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. PME versus H2V2. Something that I shouldn't admit here on the podcast, saying into a microphone, but uh, when I looked at this graphic, I was like, what does H2V2 mean? Then I realized, oh, <laughs> Hendrick Hawkins, Vic Vice, why the fuck did I sit there and question that for a second? H2V2. They're a virus. But yeah, uh, uh, I, I do like these two being put together tag team. I I, uh, I think it's... Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, I think that it's it's definitely a good spot for both of them because they're both... They both have strengths and weaknesses, and I think they, like, accentuate each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like, some of the things that Vic can do, Hendrix can't do. Some of the things Hendrix can do, Vic can't do. Like, I think that they're very... They're very good for each other as far as like two two pieces of a puzzle to make a better picture. Mm-hmm. And then PME is one of the most decorated tag teams in AIW history. Um, that's crazy just to think about, but yeah, that's yeah. I mean, for as I, I would say as little amount of time as they've been around, but they've been around for a while now, and they. Uh, I think this is going to be another. This is going to be the most. Uh, like the most veteran team that H2V2 is going up against. I think much like they've learned from like their match with the Bitcoin boys and other people, I think that this is going to be everything that PME has learned from their matches with to infinity and beyond and their matches against everybody else, like matches against Balkan season, their multiple matches against, uh, if you believe that Bitcoin boys are not, like, you know, the multi-man match, the multi-tag matches that they've been in, they bring a lot of knowledge to this to this match, and I think that much like the match with uh, Sam and PB, Hendricks and Vic can only come out of this with more knowledge. Whether they win or lose, they can only come out of this knowing more and being more prepared for matches in the future. And you got to think too with PME, they're going to be getting ready for that Akron Street fight. So. Yeah. I don't know whether they're going to be looking. Maybe I don't know whether they're going to be looking past H two V two, or they're going to be using this to get ready for euthanasia. Because I mean, if they're looking past H two V two, this could be a surprising win for H two V two. And I say surprising as in just like people are not going to necessarily expect it. But if you're more worried about euthanasia, I could see, I could see them taking advantage of that. Yeah, it's. It's definitely possible. Um, Vic is one of those, like, he'll, he's one of those type of people who he'll notice if you're off your game a little bit, and he'll, he'll attack that. Hendricks, very much the same way. Like, if they are too focused on euthanasia, 
it could definitely be a bit of an upset. Maybe one of the biggest upsets we've seen. I know every time there's a big upset, it's the biggest thing. But like, I don't think I could think of an upset that's bigger than if Hendrick Hawkins is a big vice PME. Yeah. So if I'm going to pick somebody in this one, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go PME. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that they they're going to use this to get ready for euthanasia. The only thing that I do wonder though, this is going to be a Saturday night, and where is Josh Prohibition and M Dog going to be? Maybe M Dog's traveling the world. That's could very well be the story, but J Pro might not be. Well, never know. Could be. Could be a beautiful day in Kent, Ohio. Good day to be alive. What do you find annoying about H2V2? Um, the, their inability to find direction is what annoys me about H2V2. Like, they're both, they both want to be extremely successful, and they both have the ability to be extremely successful, but, like, they're just so quick to, like, just drop something or just try to do something or... Instead of like really just thinking it through, they're very, uh, I don't know if there's, I don't know a term for it. They act very on impulse sometimes and they gotta, sometimes you gotta let, you gotta let something bake, to make it good. Like it's like any good pie. You have to let it sit in there for the right amount of time. If you take it out too early, it's not going to be good. You leave it in there too long. It's not going to be good. And they just gotta figure out the right, they gotta figure out the right amount of time to cook their pie. And I think once they figure that out, I think the two of them could really be, a force we reckon with. Do you have to bring him food? I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Anthony Young versus Chase Oliver. I'm expecting this to be an early match so Chase can get back to work behind the camera. But for those who don't know, too, this is not Anthony Young's AIW debut. We have seen him in AIW before. It was just last year. We looked it up to double check. He debuted at AIW3D. Yeah, as quick as he came out that curtain, he went right back through the curtain. He, uh, he had the unfortunate task of debuting against Isaiah Broner. Um, lucky for him, Chase Oliver is not Isaiah Broner. Unlucky for him, Chase Oliver is Chase Oliver. Um, Chase has been... Chase is, Chase is really trying this year put his footprint, put his hand, like get his fingerprints on professional wrestling. Like I've been talking to him a lot lately with the production stuff and he is like a hundred percent in. I'm like, I'm going to make things happen for me this year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let things get in my way. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to bust my ass every time I can get in front of a crowd and make a name for myself. And he is very motivated this year. And uh, I'm hoping that works out for him. I think I think he has all the potential in the world. He is probably the most athletic student to come out of the school. Um, one of the most well-rounded students to come out of the school. I, he's not even a student. I'm just saying, as a as a student, I think he I think he has a lot of his. As as what he said, he's like stopped and gone his entire career, and I think he's ready to just go now. You know, when I talk about AIW students evolving. You know, Chase is like a really good example of someone who did just that. Like the Chase that we saw debut and this Chase are two different people. Yeah, that's that whole class. Like if you look at Josh Bishop and Chase Oliver, like when they debuted together versus like where they are now, like those are 
two completely different types of breed of human. There's no way those are the same people. Yeah. So I try to take like that type of mindset to a lot of the students. Like you, you're going to change. You're going to change your look. You're going to change a lot of things about you. So what I'm seeing now isn't like it, which is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mentioned earlier, you got to trust the process. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to put somebody out there like to fail. We're going to put somebody out there to get better. And as long as everybody's accepting that, like we're here to watch this person grow and get better. Like that's the only way you get Josh Bishops and Jason Oliver's and Dominic Arini's and even to an extent of Derek Dillinger. Like the only way you get those people is if you give them the chance to become those people. You can't just write them off because their songs too long or you don't like their character or um, it, you just don't, you don't understand what's so cool about somebody who's big. Like you have to, you have to give it a chance to become something instead of just not care. Or you don't like uh, the fans that they bring. Yeah. Like that's another thing. Like who cares? Like, those people, not only do they bring their fa- their friends and family in to like, come into the show, but like those people support the business. They come in, they buy merch, they come in, they buy concessions, they come in and like, like that's, I, I don't want to say like they're, they're part of what makes AIW what AIW is. Like you can complain as much as you want about the Bishop Brigade or the Barkley Nation or the uh, what is Mason's? I don't know. Whatever Shaw Mason is, or I don't think I don't uh, think there's Austin a day for them yet. Dugout or ooh the dugout. That's what I call them on commentary. If you listen to my commentary, you'd know that I call <laughs> the fans the dugout. It's pretty good on my part. I came up with that off the top of my head. Wow, um, that's a good one. I, I don't know. I give you credit there. Yeah, like like you like these people. They're not just coming to support their family. And we're friends. They're also coming to support the company. And that's like more than I could say about a lot of AIW fans. Like love all our fans. I'm friends with a lot of you people. You people are a lot. A lot of you people are friends with me. And I understand everybody has a differing everything. But like those are the people who come up to the table. I'm like, oh, let me get an AIW shirt. Or like, oh, uh, and like they don't even care what shirt it is. They just want to have a shirt like to help support the company and to remember that their friend works there, that their, that their family member works there. Like those are the things that I don't think people understand. Like I know you'll say you understand it, but there's so much more to just like these people showing up and they're wrestling. Like they're not wrestling fans. They're not doing things maliciously to make you mad. Get over it. Everybody is weird in situations where they're not normally in. The uh, the AIW the ref, the student ref, the one that just debuted. We were yes, we like were and Charles Van that Jake Clemens said he would have voted for. Um, of course he was. He's garbage. <laughs> I mean, you know, referees stick together unless you know you're a starch, but that's a different story. But anyway, um, for their debut show, the uh, Fresh Meat Two. Yes. His family was right behind us, and I'm not here to bitch bitch about it because I, th- I think I said it on the review show that like I remember like after the show they like they were they loved the show and they were just like oh yeah I can't I can't believe you know this blah 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 and I'm just like yeah 
like smiling like yeah that's, that's what happens here and like not, like i said not saying in like a smart ass way but like no like and in a way like i want to see people like that come back who even if yeah, you know, the, even if they're just the family of the ref like that's that was so cool like i don't know if i've ever thought about like families of like refs and all uh for you for you comment here like where they oh, we want to be there we want to support like even though it's you're the person you're supporting isn't supposed to be supported you know yeah i i get that that's like i can tell you i went to a wedding uh like a month ago and uh the i mean i knew it and i don't know why i didn't think about it and he didn't think about it either but like charles is the my friend who was getting married charles is his cousin okay and i was like oh shoot that guy charles is gonna be here and like i was talking to him and like it's something oh who's this and then he's like oh he's like oh yeah we loved your show oh yeah it was so much fun oh we got to get back to one like having a good time isn't just like for you it's for everybody like Mm. i think people just need to forget again just if it's not for you you don't have to poo-poo it you can ignore it or you can accept it and embrace it and maybe something good can come with it. I don't know. Maybe it's getting soft in my old age. Uh, knowing things we've talked about on Twitter years ago and on, on the Ohio Indie Report, maybe. Yeah, probably. There, there was a story about like two fans that came to AIW long, long time ago. and They didn't come. They were scared to come. <laughs> Well, supposedly they were scared to come to AIW well, shows. Well, supposedly one of them had been in the crowd and didn't like. Oh, okay. I, but I never, I never heard what show it was. So that's. I don't know. But uh, we we kind of had a reaction to that whole thing, and you kind of had a two. There's, there's a two words. A, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It's in the past. These are old. These are old things. Nobody needs to know about these things. They're old things. Well, well, one of those people is canceled, so. Yeah. So who's the real winner? It's me. <laughs> can I say I got kind of... Nobody likes the other person. So. Can, can I say I got kind of happy when that person got canceled? I was. Real, real, real vindication on my part. <laughs> anyway, there's so much in this episode that, like, if you weren't around so for the... So many inside jokes. If you weren't around for the Turner's Hall days, or, or early... Uh, Mount Carmel, you might be like, who the fuck's Peyton Vince? Who are they? Who are yeah, they talking I mean, about? That's what everybody says, anyways. <laughs> fuck's Peyton Vince. Anyway, uh, Anthony Young versus Chase Oliver. I'm I'm gonna go with Chase. Love Chase. What about Chase Oliver annoys you? Um, stupid abs. <laughs> stupid abs. Charming good looks. Is good hair. I have good hair too. I don't know. Uh, that's about it. I just, I just stunning physique. Speaking of uh, charming, uh, charming good looks and great hair, uh, let's move on to the next one. Members only versus the Rip City Shooters. Right, uh, members only. Definitely stunning good looks and great hair. Uh, I mean, I was kind of going yeah, with, with, with both teams, really, but... Oh, yeah, I guess Josh and Wes, too. Well, Wes had great hair. That hair got chopped. Well, so did Josh's great hair got chopped, so... Just saying. I I actually think uh, Wes and Josh kind of pull off the shorter hair. 
I, I think so too. I don't think that that looks bad. I think they both look extremely acceptable with either type of hairstyle. I mean, Calvin probably has the worst hair in the whole match. Wow. Oh, it's because you don't see it up close. It's got some good waves. Yeah, but but what I'm saying, I'm saying the other three are so good. I don't know. I think Calvin's got Calvin's got a real nice, real nice waves. He's got good. He's got good. Got good genetics up there on top of his head. Okay, who's got the worst hair in the match then? Uh, Josh Bishop, and I will think he would agree with me uh, because I recently was with Josh Bishop, and he was talking about how much he hates his hair because he's bleached it to the point that it doesn't exist anymore. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's my answer. That's my cop out of not having to actually choose somebody. I'll just go with what Josh Bishop said. I mean, smart. I really wasn't going with the uh, condition of the hair because of bleaching. Because I can, I can only imagine how horrible that fucking is. It's it's pretty bad. This is a pretty interesting match because number one, I'm trying to figure out who everybody's going to root for. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, battle of fan favorites here. But also, like. This is like an undercover high profile match for members only. Yeah. They're going up against the former tag team champions and going up against the absolute champion going up the, against the Biggins cup winner. Like, I mean, I know that members only are the pod van Dam award winning tag team, uh, of the universe now because pod van Dam no longer exists. So now they're just the pod van Dam. Universal champions, universal, uh, universal black holders. Yeah, they're the universal black holders. Um, but that's like a like the resume for Josh and West and West coming off of two big wins over yes. Cardona and Myers. Josh coming off of two big wins over Eric Stevens and uh, Isaiah Broner. Like this is this is a huge match for members only to prove that they belong. In AIW, they belong with those main event stars. They belong. They belong in the talks for opportunities. Is how I'll put it. Yeah, because I would say a win here would kind of go okay. Like if they can beat the champion, and I don't want to say like a you know the former tag champions like Wes Barkley, like you said uh, Chandler Biggins Memorial yeah. uh, Cup winner, Cup winner. So it's like why wouldn't they get a tag title shot? Yeah, definitely. Definitely put them in line for a tag title shot. Gives them, you could argue that if one of them pins Josh Bishop, they have an absolute title shot on their way. It'd be the first time either of them got a shot at the absolute title. That would be, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm really curious of how the crowd's going to be. Cause yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be split more than likely. Uh, we'll see how much of Barkley Nation shows up, how much of the Bishop Brigade shows up, how much of the club shows up for members only. Like it's a real, and, it's going to be it's going to be a real hostile environment. It's going to be a real fun environment. And then you're going to have to have you're going to have people who are going to have to pick a side. Yeah, people that love members only, people that love Rip City, and or people like me who are impartial and have to remain impartial as their own commentary. Yeah, if I'm picking. Any team in this, I, I have to go Rip City. These are, I don't, I don't want to call them a veteran tag team, just because of like, if I say veteran tag team in AIW, I would think of like someone like yeah. uh, Two Infinity and Beyond. You would bring up as a veteran tag team, but they are. I'll say this: as a team and individually, they are arguably top tier. 
Yeah, they're extremely successful mm-hmm. in both aspects as singles and as a team. And if Bishop can have those last two matches that you mentioned, Eric Stevens and Isaiah Broner, you know, he has a tag partner in this match and two opponents. Uh, no offense to members only, but I'm not going to say they're exactly on the caliber of Isaiah or power. I won't say caliber. I will say power, power yeah. of Isaiah Broner. And I can't wait for them to hear this. They're going to text me. They're going to get this on when it drops on Thursday. They're going to text me. They're like, I can't believe you fucking said that. I'm like, I, I, I don't agree. Well, I already told one of them how I felt. So it's okay. Oh boy. But I'm saying, and it's no disrespect to them that they're, they do not have the power and strength that Isaiah Broner and Eric Stevens do. do. They're, they're going to take disrespect from that. I can tell you that. Much. Take it up with Isaiah Broner and Eric Stevens. <laughs> but I, 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 I don't really like to go up against Bishop sometimes. I get it. And this is kind of a home field ish advantage for uh, Bishop. Like you mentioned, if you know how much of the, Bishop Brigade can come out because like this is they're not that far from home. And is that Akron Kent area? Akron Kent Kent area. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely gonna I would assume some of his family and friends will be there. Yeah. All right, let's get into what might be the main event of the evening or just the last match we're gonna cover. Just we'll see how it goes. Anyway, on to the last one. The Bitcoin Boys versus bulking season for the AIW tag team titles rematch tag team champions, the Duke and the Bitcoin boys. Oh, we can't forget the the former champions, Arthur MacArthur and Chuck Stone, the, the Haas boot holding Duke. He's a double champ, double champ, tag champ and Haas boot champ. What did you think about, uh, their match at, uh, jet black new year? Um, I was shocked. Uh, balking season had been on a bit of a roll. Obviously, you don't get a tag team championship match unless you've been on a bit of a roll. Bitcoin boys are on a bit of a roll. Uh, I think the after the year that Eric Taylor had as a singles competitor, and after the year that Mikey had as a singles competitor, people were doubting them and doubting if Bitcoin boys were a good cohesive unit and. Much like the Duke always does, found a way to bring those two together and make magic happen, and now they're the tag team champions. Uh, Chuck Stone, apparently there's some type of injury and couldn't compete to the proper level, so they're getting this, they're getting this match, this rematch. Uh, seemed like a pretty fair loss to me. Arthur MacArthur stinks, and he's bald, and he's the worst, but I'm impartial. That's what I thought of the match at Jet Black New Year. I um, mentioned it, obviously, on the review for Jet Black New Year. I love the Bitcoin boys becoming champions. But this feud between these two teams is something that, like, will never die. And it's something that's been, I mean, no. I mean, this has been going on since fucking 2021. I, I mentioned earlier that, like, Yes, I technically debuted with this most recent class as a commentator. You know, I've been involved with AIW for a long time, and I started training the first class, and I left, and I came back. And when I came back, it was when those four were just starting to get ready to debut and be ready. And, like, 
they're watching them. It's like the first class I was able to watch, like figure it out in training and then slowly build up. I mean, because of the pandemic, that's obviously been, there's only been so many classes since then, but to see where those four started to where they are now, don't tell Arthur I'm saying nice things about him. Uh, it's like really cool to see that like they're now like in a feud against each other. They're now like it's just so intertwined that this is where it is today. It's just really cool to see that uh, for me personally. Like I was, I was, I again don't tell Arthur I'm saying nice things, but I was emotional when Balkan season won the tag titles. Uh, it didn't help that when Chuck and his dad like. We're hugging. They was like right above me, and I'm just like, oh my god, this moment. I can't, I can't right now. Um, but like, I even like, like while I was on commentary, I felt like I was getting choked up, like after the Bitcoin Boys one, just because knowing those four guys and having been there, like I said, from kind of like watching them start to figure out the debuting and like getting together and the where they've all gone, how they've all grown, was like just real, real cool for me to see, and I felt like it was just like great thing i'm really excited to see where it goes from here yeah i think that uh like i said this is it's not new and it's it's not, i don't think it's going to end anytime soon but you got bitcoin boys winning the championship and bulking season they seem pissed about not even just like losing the titles but like everything that came up to it and could we see a different side of bulking season just a um a bulking season that is out for revenge. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely. I they feel slighted because again, Chuck went in there with an injury, and that injury was targeted by the Coin Boys. So you may say that's not a fair advantage, but if you're going to go out there, you're going out there the way you are. I'm sure. I'm sure Mikey and Eric were at uh, somehow hurt. I'm sure Eric might have like. Maybe he was eating an olive and actually bit the tip of his finger. That hurts. I bit the tip of my fingers. It hurts. Uh, maybe Mikey uh, strained his back with this huge hog. I don't know. They might not have been 100% either, but they went out there anyways and still won the match. So I'm looking forward to the, the first title defense of the Bitcoin boys. but First of many. Long live the Duke. I was going to say, you got, you got the Duke out there too. To where... He's a tag team champion. I, I, I don't he's know. The Bitcoin boys. I don't think he's, he's a Bitcoin. Duke the Bitcoin boys. <laughs> I don't think he's a bit. I'm a, not going to listen to what you and Wadsworth trying to tell me. <laughs> they won the tag team champions. They're tag team champions. That's how it works. Eric Taylor was the absolute champion for five minutes in Wadsworth. I remember that before Matt Wadsworth, <laughs> the president of AIW tries to tell me it doesn't count. Because the match was restarted, and I said, was it restarted as Eric was the champion? In my opinion, yes. In other people's opinion, if it gets restarted, the other match never even happened. It's getting restarted. They, Eric Taylor, former absolute champion, tag team champion, Duke, double champion. What a few people in AIW to hold two championships at one time. The Hoss boot and the tag team titles. Wadsworth, the man, not the place. The man, not the place. If I'm picking a winner here, I'm putting my money on Bitcoin. Hmm. What do you find annoying about the Bitcoin boys? Uh, Eric's stupid abs. <laughs> Mikey's really good wrestling. Uh, they're incredibly good looks. 
Um, not not a fan of abs, are you? It's a, it's a sore spot for me. Uh, that's that's what annoys me about them. All right, that's uh pretty much everything. Kind of kind of a long one. We kind of delved into a lot of uh, topics. Some might go over people's heads, but that's fine. A little bit of lore, a little bit of a little bit of <laughs> lore for all these people out there. Any uh, final thoughts, last minute plugs before we go? Um, no, everybody come out. Uh, Kent, this Saturday, the 21st of January. Uh, we're going to have a really good show for everybody. Uh, Akron, what is it, uh, February 4th, I believe is the date. We've got, got uh, oh, come on, where's my, where's my, where's my calendar? I'll pull it up and get the plugs going. It is uh, February yeah, 4th. 4th. What's that show called? Call London. That is uh, Join the Swarm. AW Join the Swarm in in Akron, Ohio. So if you're already in Kent and if you're in that area, two weeks from now, got a show on the fourth. That's going to be a good one. Like I said, Paul London, former WWE Tag Team Champion, with the longest running SmackDown. I think I, I think up until recently, they were the longest running SmackDown champ Tag Team Champions. Uh. Recently announced, first time ever in this venue, uh, on Saturday, February 11th, we're going to be in Youngstown, Ohio, first time ever at the Westside Bowl. Uh, just announced, I don't know if you saw it, it was announced literally right before, like an hour or so before we took the air. Mm-hmm. Sandman will be there. Well, we'll have the Sandman there. Will you be taking another beer from uh, Sandman? Uh, there's, so... Uh, there's an AIW wellness policy. And I'm not <laughs> but... supposed to drink during shows, so uh, it's doubtful. Uh, I am. I have been known to break the wellness policy, but I try not to anymore. I, I get. I get looks from the other people. Uh, but you never know what's going to happen when same man's in the house. If if it's not you, and also if it's not you, it has to be Grandma Singh. I don't think she's going to be there. Never know. Never know who's going to show up in AIW. Uh, and then as far as plugs outside of AIW, well, I mean, there's also, you can listen to the card is going to change the AIW podcast. You can go to AIWrestling.com to learn more about AIW. You can come to the AIW Academy and train to be a professional wrestler or a manager or a referee, or maybe someday you could be as cool as me and become a commentator. Uh, but that's the only way to get those types of jobs. Come to the school. Uh, AIW Patreon, uh, a lot more stuff in the works for that. Um, once everything's back on our feet, uh, we're, this year is really going to be gonna be a lot of content this year. It's going to be a lot of shows. It's going to be a lot of content. And this is a great time to get into AIW. Uh, if you're looking for me, find me on all social media at Rev Tintin. Uh, I posted the other day. I'm looking to get out of the Cleveland area, maybe, maybe at a couple other places to do commentary at if anybody, if anybody wants to hear me, uh, do commentary for their favorite professional wrestling company, uh, hit them up, hit me up. I'm based out of Cleveland. I can come with a Cleveland car. I can find myself, uh, just find me on Twitter, PM me, uh, till I figure out a little bit more what I'm going to be doing. That's about it. Those are my, those are my plugs. And of course you can find myself at, J Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Hive, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And like I said earlier in this show, please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And all of those links can be found through the Linktree link in the podcast notes. Check out our podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby. The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Power Bob Jitsu, Power Driver Podcast, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, Indie Wrestling Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mics, Juggalo Rewind, X Over, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hire Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Well, maybe we don't know your name, but we just call you Igor later. Shout out them boys. It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, good night The world, good night We love you, we'll see you next week